shakes up everything. Who knows what the Blues are anymore? They're down, they're up, they're Cairo, they're Thomas, Tarasenko has 500 points, and Jordan Bennington can't get a start. Am I talking in complete sentences? I don't think that I am, but we'll figure it all out ahead. It's time to let's get started, and you know we got a let's go Blues. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, March 31st. It's the last day of March, which means at the end of this, we could be on April Fool's Day. The oh, wor- watch out, folks. It's, it's, watch it's, out. Some, some company is going to tweet tomorrow, and it's going to be so funny. We're all going to love it. Mm-hmm. We're all going to, it's not played out or overused at all at this point. <laughs> Wendy's is gonna be like, ha ha! You get we we have the golden arches now, the golden arches burger, and everybody's gonna be like, what? And it's gonna be like, just kidding! It's April Fool's Day. That's how it's gonna go. There's Something always like that. there's always someone that goes too far though. Yeah, really. <laughs> My mom died. What? <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. You should have seen your stupid <laughs> face. <laughs> you idiot. Oh my god, I can't believe you fell for it. No, no, she's just in a coma. <laughs> um, yeah, so watch out, folks. Be careful. Uh, watch Be vigilant. Yourself. That's right, that's right. Always. Um, this is volume probably up too high. Maybe that's better <laughs> if you've been deaf this whole time. Uh, sorry. So, um, yeah, so the blues have been... What what have the boys been in? Um, you know, honestly, not good in March. <laughs> not, I mean, no, don't let no. the last two games fool yeah. you. They have gotten better, <laughs> but over the course of this month, not so good. Those were their what fourth and fifth wins this month. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, not so good. Five, six, and three. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, before we hop into the news, oh, yeah, hard hard pivot. Oh, yeah. Strap it. What were you going to... Oh. oh, what are you pivoting to? I was pivoting. That's on the, what's on the note? Yeah. Okay, but before we get to that, we got to get... We got to do a quick... a quick, Just a quick Tow. aside. And Tow. we, we got to talk about the slap. 
Oh yeah, we yeah, gotta talk about the slap. Never can talk about the slap. People were, were waiting for beta, on yeah. beta breath. They want to know about the slap. <laughs> Has anybody made the Oscars? I'm sure they said the Oscars slap this year. I'm sure. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure. I think that was so easy that no one did. That it. was the like the wildest thing I've ever been texted. Nobody was watching the Oscars. Obviously, <laughs> that's a given. But like when somebody sent that to me and I watched it, I was like, what? What? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. I watched it like five times before I was like, oh, so I think he hit him. Mm-hmm. I think he hit him, and then he yelled at him, like, loud. Yeah. Um, wild. Just wild. How did you find out? Did I you, tell you? You told oh, me, okay. yeah. I felt, I'm pretty much in the same thing. I was like five or six times like, oh, that was like a real slap that really happened. Um, I watched the Oscars. Great, great slapping. Oh, form. yeah. I mean, former Ali portrayer so oh the follow-through is fantastic that picture that picture is forever i mean open hand he was he was you know he he didn't try to kill the man but chris rock strong chin took it like a man i mean i think that's what makes it seem the most fake Mm -hmm. i don't think it was fake but that's what probably makes people think it's the most fake is that he really like just he just took that he ate it he ate that hand and just stood right back up yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can't look soft. You gotta host the Oscars. You gotta be strong. <laughs> what did he? What did? I wonder what he thought was gonna happen. I don't know. Like he, I mean, he must have just thought Will was gonna like grab the mic and say something, right? Like right. Kanye West. Style. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't yeah, have. Yeah. He can't have possibly imagined he would. <laughs> but what? Like, but what? like Will was like marching up yeah, there yeah. too. Do you think I had this conversation the other day? Do you think if he's sitting like, I don't know. Five, six, yeah. whatever tables back, he gets up, but then he, then it's like a, then he just yells. Yeah, then he just yells. Probably he's right there, so there's not enough time for his brain to cool off. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I can just literally walk up the steps right here. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, he, you know what? He needed some brain cool off time. Too. I've I've softened on this a lot mm-hmm. in the sense that initially I was just like, how could you, Will Smith? How could you? Yeah. And I will say violence not the answer. Not mm-hmm. good. Don't don't go up and slap people. But and I don't think he had like a, I think Will Smith has a lot going on. I think there's a lot. <laughs> I don't think that's a deep analysis. I don't think I don't think I'm the first person to think that. But I think he's got a lot going on in his life and I think that this was something you ever you ever just do something and uh, then you look back and you're like why, how why would I have done that I've I shared like, with you I shared with you something that's not like this but it's similar in the sense that I was like oh no after the fact uh, and I like to think that that was sort of like this yeah Will Smith had to save face though and sit down and be like this is exactly what I wanted to yeah. do and I'm proud of it or blah 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 yeah but he, I don't think he was because he was weeping pretty hard. yeah I this is like that scene in the movie where like you go into somebody's flashback through their eye because you always go through their eye yeah but then like in the flashback you go into another flashback <laughs> this was like four flashbacks deep for old Will you yeah. know Oh yeah, I don't know, man. I I I got a real problem. Like I was similar to you, where it's like, man, this person was consumed by something. This is we have this conversation a lot with uh, with murder, you yeah. know, where we talk about like we both just don't we don't get it. Like, how do you? We don't understand how you murder someone. So, so you can stop listening, FBI. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. not us. Just, we're not the ones. But like. 
Um, that's the topic. Maybe we'll dive into that after the voice cams. But, <laughs> but like, it's that same thing where it's like, I can't fathom doing that. Right. But I have, I guess I've softened a little in the, like, he's a monster sort of sense. But I haven't really softened on the, like, he's very obviously the one in the wrong sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there are, I, I just, I don't really... I just can't get on board with the, like, yeah, he's standing up for his queen type of tapes. I'm like, yeah, he assaulted a person. <laughs> that just... And also, the person was a joke teller who told yeah. a joke in a venue where he was telling jokes about right. the people in the audience in which she was part of the audience. Like, I get, I totally get it. I'm not, like, my grandfather had alopecia and, and you know, really suffered from, from the anxiety of it and everything. So I'm not trying to minimize, but, like, also the circumstances do play a role. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I know. It's like I as the most I understand it from Will or Jada's side is the fact that she's a woman with this, which has to be hard, and she's a black woman with this, which obviously I am not, but it's like I understand <laughs> I understand that hair is a big deal to women and probably even more to, to mm-hmm. black women. Um and so like I, I understand being upset about it. I don't and I would understand him talking to him after about it. Heck I even slightly understand if he wants to like yell, literally yeah. just yell what he yelled. That'd be weird, and you're like, "What the heck?" But you'd be like, "Okay." I mean, people yell at comedians all the time. If he'd just done the "keep my wife's name out your mouth" part yeah. like that, I still would have been like, "That's as uncomfortable." But oh like, yeah, I could have understood a little more. Right. It's also I gotta be. I'll be completely honest with you. I really don't like this shot of him laughing very hard at the joke oh, at before, first. Yeah, that that really it's because it's like I know he looked over there. She gave him a look. And he went up and did the thing. But like, mm, seems like you're not having. This isn't your response. But that's this the is thing. And then when he was yelling, he looked he looked so angry when he was yeah. yelling. And I was just like, man, you went from zero to a yeah. You went from a hundred one way to the other hundred. That's the four flashbacks. Woo! It was like, he was laughing in the present tense. And then it was eyes, eyes again, eyes again. Yeah. And then he was slapping. And then it was even deeper. Yeah, it was wild. Um, and then the crazy. apology was the acceptance speech I haven't really seen all of. Yeah, I haven't um, watched that. But I know he was kind of... The, the apology on Twitter, super well written. Great to whoever wrote that. I know it wasn't Will Smith. As a person who writes for other people and doesn't get credit for the words that they say, great work, great, <laughs> great job. Um, but yeah, it was it was wild. It's one of the that's like a cultural moment. You oh, know, yeah. that's like that's like I I don't even have a comparison. I guess it's like Kanye and Taylor almost. Like mm-hmm. we're just gonna talk about that forever. I like the uh, I like the memes of Kanye where it was like I didn't know I could slap people. Yeah. <laughs> if he'd slap Taylor though, he would oh, be yeah. in prison. <laughs> there's a whole slapped eighteen year old Taylor Swift. There's a whole like I guess people have talked about it. There's a whole thing you don't even have to touch with this because it's two black men, mm-hmm. and it's like oh mix mix any other race or gender or whatever, and this is a whole this is a whole mm-hmm. different story and a whole another set of circumstances. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was wild. It I was... thought the whole craziest thing I'd ever see at the Oscars was them giving out freaking Moonlight. Moonlight. <laughs> yeah. I watched that live. I remember being like, wait, this dude came back up and he's like, no, legit, come up here. It's yours. It's on the card and showing it to the camera. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, I, and it got crazy. That was wild. 
That was the wildest. That was wild. That is wilder in a way because it was like everyone was ruined by it, yeah. you know? And like uh, La La Land was winning everything that night. So right. it only made sense that it would win Best Picture. And then they're like, nope, just kidding. What won Best Picture? Moonlight. No, sorry. This year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who knows? I don't know who won any of the awards after all that. Oh, it was something, it was something about, like, a deaf family. It was Coda. Coda. That's right. Because Coda's a music thing and deaf people can't hear. They've expanded this Starring who? Who was in Coda? Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, perhaps? Philippe Or Andy Redmayne? No, these are all people I've never heard of. Oh, French people, huh? These are probably actual deaf actors. Oh, very progressive. (laughs) I like it. I don't know. Yeah, that is a good point, though, that you make that point, because I have no clue who won any award other than King Richard. That's it. That's all That's all I got. That's right. I used to be really into the Oscars, but now I've, I've fallen off pretty hard. Yeah, like the entire world. Yeah. Hard pivot. That's right. Hard pivot to sad stuff. Jessica Chastain won Best Actress, so, you know. Tony Kotz, Troy Kotzer, who I've never heard of before. No Time to Die, best original song. Is that from Encanto? No, that's Billie Eilish. Oh, yeah, so Billie she's, Eilish. She's racing towards that EGOT. That's she's right. She's killing it. <laughs> she's, How old is she? EGOT before she's 30. Uh, maybe. What she? I mean, she's got to have... She obviously has all, all of the Grammys. Every Grammy. She needs like an Emmy, a Tony. Yeah. What, how's she going to get an Emmy? How are you going to do it? Do it through like uh, SNL or something, you know? Yeah. Or be, she's only 20. Jesus. She's only 20? Yeah. Two zero? Yeah, and a oh. young twenty. She was born in December. <laughs> oh boy! Grammy and got all the Grammys, Oscar. I've been feeling really old today. Mm-hmm. Just really old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are. Yeah. I feel like two feet in the grave today. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all of your feet. She was on some. She was on Sesame Street and Elvo's Number Adventure. So maybe that's her Emmy. I think when you once you've gotten to a certain point, they're like, they're like, crowbar and in the E and the T, oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. we gotta get it. There. That's right. She's already here. You're a pigot? Is that like a Pulitzer or something? I've heard like Pulitzer. a pigot. I, I mean, I guess. Hard, right? How would you hard. work that in though? Is it a pigot? Pigot. Pretty sure pigot is the evolved form of pigeot. It is. <laughs> A PGOT winner is someone who has won all four EGOT awards, as well as a Peabody Award or Pulitzer oh, Prize. Okay. Well, you can't have or. That's I not... know, right? That's a P or PGOT. Any award that starts with P, <laughs> you take your pick. You won the plumbing award in your eighth grade shop class. Berkeley South Star. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm four away from a PGOT. <laughs> God, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, All right, hard. (laughs) Now let's talk about people who die. (laughs) No. Speaking of two feet, bring it down. (laughs) Oh, Ian. All right. We're good. We're professionals. Eugene Melnick. Can't do it. Nope, I'm good. The owner of the Ottawa Senators? This was shocking news. Was this slap night? This wasn't slap night. This was Monday or Tuesday, I think. This was Monday night. Yeah. But equally, like, I just looked down at my phone and I was like, 
Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's... I don't... I don't mean to be macabre, but he's not even the Canadian hockey team owner that seems like he's dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, shockingly passed away at the age of like 65, 64, He was like 60, 62. No, 62. I was too young. Because I remember my dad asked how old he was. And I was like, you don't want to know, sir. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, shocking... Shocking news. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm assuming that it's, if it's owned by him and his family, then it just goes to someone. I guess know, it just a state passes owns to it. the yeah. trust, but then do right. they keep it? Uh, it's such a, I mean, we can be blunt. It's such a weird story because it's like not an owner that anyone liked. We Listen, we've made a lot of fun of Eugene Melnick on this That's show. Right. You can go back in the archives and cancel us, <laughs> but it was super weird to see the entire hockey community suddenly be like, such a tragic loss. And I'm like, mm, not that it's not. It is. People shouldn't have to die, especially suddenly. But you also have said F Eugene Melnick more than a few times, so maybe just take a back seat on this one, you right. know yeah it's like it's like on a human level very tragic it's just weird from like ottawa senator's perspective you know those fans because it's like we they never liked them i know mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they wish death on the guy but although i'm sure some probably did but mm-hmm. um it's just it would just be a weird i don't know it'd be a weird mix of feelings like the closest thing I could think to is like if you really don't like Stan Kroenke and Stan Kroenke, you know, passed away, you probably there'd probably be a lot of people out there like you know what this is fine for me. <laughs> as sad as that is, just saying. Um, but yeah, it's I mean it is honestly too bad. He's got a family, he's got kids, but it's also just a weird thing for Ottawa Senators fans. It's like I don't know. I guess it doesn't leave your franchise in the air. Mm-hmm. They're obviously owned and coached and all that stuff, but like like you said, does it stick with a family trust or do they sell do they have prospective buyers that are interested in like LeBreton flats you know and mm-hmm. that would actually work with this city you know a lot closer to actually get something built um i mean i got to think like is, it's closer that's you're much closer to that happening now than you were before i don't want to be that guy but it does seem like for the Ottawa Senators franchise this is it's not good news i don't want to say it's good news but like it's hard to be bad news because he was not good as a hockey owner. Like, I don't know. I don't think he was an evil guy necessarily, but just analyzing him objectively, one of the worst owners in the league. Right. Didn't spend any money, didn't want to build an arena where people <laughs> would come to games. Like, so in in that sense, it's like, yeah, it's, it's sad, but it's also kind of like, what as an Ottawa Senators fan, you got to be like, whoa, what's going? You know, where does this lead? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, there's one way. I, I I don't imagine the family just owns it. Or I mean, they own it, but like, I, do they keep it? Because they'd have to have someone in the family who wanted to maintain a hockey franchise, I mean, yeah. right? So I, my guess would be they probably sell it back to the league, and then the league takes care of it. But then like. That opens the door to relocation just as much as it opens it to LeBreton Flats or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. It's just very interesting from a hockey perspective. Obviously not trying to crap on the guy, not saying it's not sad. You know, he, he did donate a lot of money to charity according to his Wikipedia page. I know he also 
did weird things with the Senator's Foundation, so I'm not trying to cover up any of that either, but... Yeah, he did do a lot of donation to, what is it, um, like transplant donate or like money towards transplants, like organ transplants, because I think he was a recipient. He uh, was hospitalized in 2015 for state in-stage liver failure, which doesn't sound good, and uh, had a liver transplant at Toronto General. So, yeah. And had an anonymous donor. In 2014, Melnick spearheaded a campaign to boycott sponsors of the 2018 FIFA World Cup in order to push FIFA to remove the event from Russia out of protest for its war in Ukraine. Boy, Eugene, I don't want to tell you what's going to happen in 2022, but that's cool. I had no idea about that. Oh, Melnick, Ukrainian name. Very common Mm. Ukrainian name. I remember looking this up. Man. Weird. Wild what you learn about someone. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously, rest in peace to him. Sympathies, condolences to his family. But on the hockey front, it does open an interesting conversation that I assume we will have to start having before too long. Probably in the offseason, I suppose. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So that happened. We also lost, sadly, uh, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters, of just Foo Fighters. They're not the Foo Fighters. um, At the age of 50, I believe, this week. Um, This one, I don't know. I mean, it was very sad. I... I really like Foo Fighters. They're not like my favoriteest band of all time, but um, who doesn't like? Who has a problem with Foo Fighters? It's I've never heard very... somebody be like, "Oh, I really, I just hate the Foo Fighters." Right. <laughs> you know? I was like, at very least, you're mad. Um, yeah, and he in particular seemed to be a very like vivacious, likable, out outgoing kind of positive guy. He's like very smiley. Uh, obviously, phenomenally talented on the drums. One of the few people that. Um, Dave Grohl could happily have playing drums in his band, you know? So, um, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's, you know, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it don't do drugs, I guess, is part of this, but like. That's hard to kick, man. I mean, yeah. from what it sounds like, it's like he, he had an overdose, like what, like 10 years ago, something, mm-hmm. something that was in the past, but not too far past, um. That's that's you just never know. You're always you're always trying to fight that battle, and yeah, it's too bad because it's seems like one of the few prominent rock bands out there anymore. And losing mm-hmm. a guy like that, you just yeah, it just seems very very early and and out of nowhere. And they're a band that's like just put out uh, what what's the shorter ones, an LP, an EP, whatever. They put out one of those EP. recently, I swear. And then they put out no some, LP. Then they put out some weird like sort of movie to go along with the music mm-hmm. they put out and like i think it dropped like a couple weeks ago and it's yeah i mean they were just doing this tour i think yeah they're like two days away from playing Lollapalooza down in brazil or wherever somewhere in south america and it's just it's it's very sad and i'm sure well i don't know i guess i would think that they will probably keep the band together and keep playing but i don't know if that's how long that might take yeah but something like that yeah, I mean, it's just extremely sad. There were a ton of tributes to him. Liam Gallagher dedicated Live Forever to Taylor Hawkins. Liam Gallagher doesn't like anyone. That's so right. That's saying a lot. 
Um, I'm care. Elton John dedicated a performance of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Chris Martin dedicated Everglow. Jill Biden dedicated. mourned Hawkins through a tweet. Come on, Jill. You ain't, you ain't a Foo Fighters fan, Jill. Super quick aside, but can all <laughs> political people get off Twitter? Like, I yeah, get reaching please. people, but, but like everyone hates Jill. it. So just like all politicians off Twitter. Taylor Hawkins was an astounding percussionist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like, okay. I don't mean to own. I don't. I don't know. I know nothing about Dr. Jill, but that just <laughs> seems like a stretch. Um, this woman tweets too much. <laughs> I, want, I want to find your oh, a ferocious drummer, dedicated father, and dear friend gone far too soon. Sending love to Taylor Hawkins family and oh, fans no, of the Foo Fighters oh, everywhere. Boy. Yeah, but you learned that on Wikipedia, my friend. I just anyway, anyway, I'm not here to crap on Joe Biden much, but um, yeah, I mean it's sad. That's why we're you know playing Foo Fighters music of our own tonight, but. That was that hit hard. That was a that was a surprising one. So, rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family. Hopefully, nobody else joins this list anytime soon. Because it's sad. I don't like talking about it. I know. Do you have any sorbets for us before we hop into games, Ian? I'm trying to think. How are you enjoying your PlayStation Five? Mm, that's true. I did get one. That was the weirdest experience. I'll tell you. <laughs> it was so it was anticlimactic, That's I would right. say, because this was last Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, you, you were you had gotten on the bandwagon again, and you you've been pushing real hard. Now you don't have one, but you have bought one. Uh, it better be at Best Buy when I show up on Tuesday. <laughs> um, Tuesday. Sunday. What Sunday. day? Okay. I'm going to show up to a Best Buy mm-hmm. on some sort of day, and they better have my mm-hmm. PlayStation 5. <laughs> but yeah, you you found out there was a Sony Direct thing through um, Reddit. I mean, you found out through Reddit. It wasn't done through Reddit. And you mentioned that sometimes old links would work for him. And I had an old link, but I was never getting new links. So I tried it. I was sitting there idling and it was just doing nothing. And it was supposed to start at one. I had a meeting right at one. So I looked back at the page at one thirty, nada. And I was going to go close it. And then I saw login in the top right. And I knew that I assumed that was just your PlayStation plus account or whatever. But I was like, oh, I don't know. I'll log in. Sure. Right. And then it was just like there sitting on the page, like, Add to cart PlayStation Five, and I was like, "Nah, I, yeah." I was like, I, don't, "I know how this is gonna go. You're gonna be like, yeah, join the queue, or mm, um, you know, we're out of man. stock, or whatever else." And every step of the way, it was just like a normal ordering process. But I was like, "But this isn't gonna work. But this isn't gonna work." And then when it worked, I was like, "Huh." <laughs> and then it gave me the confirm email, and then I, that was the first time where I was like, "Maybe this is." actually happening and then it came like i didn't even get the expedited shipping but it came like the next day i think yeah that was quick and i was like wow so yeah i have it it's great they're i mean they're not that different from playstation 4s they're just more powerful you know and bigger and white and that's about it mlb 22 i think 
I think early access starts at midnight. Oh, damn. I did pre-reserve my copy. I'm going to try. I got to be a good boy and work tomorrow, but I'm not going to want to. (laughs) Don't. Maybe I should take a siesta. Um, Move your good Friday to tomorrow. That's right. This is a better Friday. This is MLB The Show release day. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's that's me. Um, Steven, state of play. Yeah, I don't know, I'm, Ian. I'm gonna get him to buy Elden Ring, folks. If you're in Elden Ring, tweet me because if if I get this and no one else I know plays this game, I'm gonna be angry at myself as I die. Over and over again in this beautiful, gorgeous ten out of ten game. I uh, I have a random complaint to lodge. Okay. WrestleManias this weekend. <laughs> Ooh yeah. This, which this has nothing directly to do with WrestleMania. What I don't understand, Ian, is why there is a contingent of professional wrestlers mm. who do like hardcore blood and guts matches. I try not to judge anyone for enjoying that sort of thing. Although for me, no thanks. This means like they're cutting themselves. They're yeah. cutting themselves. They're like shattering light bulbs over each other's head, like filament light bulbs. Yeah. Uh, staple guns to the forehead, very common. Cheese graters across the forehead. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you could see the looks Ian's giving me. Um, steel, unprotected steel chair shots, that sort of thing. And what I don't get about it is like, this is all fake. I don't. Mm. I wouldn't ever use that word in reg- in de- describing someone who's doing real professional wrestling because there's it takes a ton of athleticism, hard work, hard schedule. You can get injured in the course right. of doing it. So the word fake is very like you don't say that, even though the results are predetermined. However, go. when you're cutting yourself and like risking hepatitis A and B and C and herpes simplex and God knows what else. <laughs> That's when I gotta be like, dude, this is all a sh- it's a show. Like you don't have to do that. Bro. You don't have to like in the U I've been watching a lot of USC lately and I'm like, man, I could never do this. But at least they're actually competing. Right. And most of the time even if you get knocked out, you're like back on your feet shortly thereafter. Sure, you've got CTE, <laughs> but every every they sport has CTE. You sign up for it. I saw I saw the other day. I got a, a this is <laughs> maybe inappropriate, but I saw somebody the other day being like the UFC is going to be go down in history for taking too much money from its fighters and not doing enough about CTE or something. And I was like. Usually I'm very on the like, let's protect people from CTE thing. But I think if you're getting into the UFC in 2022, that starts to be back on you. I I think you have accepted the risks that are associated with this chosen profession. Well, I was like, at least in hockey and stuff, there's like... We can try and make you not yeah. hit their head. Yeah. There's no reason you need to hit their head, but like in fighting, it's like, well, that's kind of like a big part that's of the it. Main, it's the main thing like, I'm trying to hit. One of three ways I win is by hitting his head enough. Yeah, so, so like if, then if you're cool with that, <laughs> you're in, baby. But yeah. yeah. Um, so all of that diversion, I just don't... If it's your thing, cool. I'm not judging so you. Who's but doing like, that? So, like the one that the one that I really don't get is John Moxley loves to do it. The erstwhile Dean Ambrose. Hmm. And it's like fine, but dude, you're I'm literally a millionaire. I'm sure. I'm certain you make more than a million dollars every year. 
why, why is that fun for you? Why, you know? I mean, I guess everybody has their hobbies. I'm not trying to yuck his yum. I just don't understand it. I, he was trending, and it's a it's a bloody match against a guy who like they're they're. It's called blood sport, and they try to pretend. I think they try to pretend it's real, or maybe it's real. I don't know, but um, it upsets me. I know that much. It upsets me. So, moving on from that, let's get into the blues. Speaking of blood sport, <laughs> this has been quite a week. Hey-o. For the blues. the uh, blues beat the Washington Capitals five to two. That was nine. Ages ago. That was nine days from tonight. That was nine days ago. So. Um, I'm not going to talk them. about that one. Great. You know, David Perron scored. That was when he was still on his heater. Nathan Walker scored. we hear more of that later. That'll happen again. It was great. It was all good stuff. But then we played the Philadelphia Flyers. Ian, this game took place on Thursday, March 24th. Coming into the game, had the Philadelphia Flyers won a game on the road in this calendar year? No, they had not. On Thursday, March 24th, Mike Yo is oh, in the building. That's right, that's right. He returns home, coming home. He's oh, coming home. My favorite tweets or whatever. Tell the world he's coming home. The Blues never play hey. good at the Enterprise Center when Mike Yo's in that's the building. That's right, that's true. Albert Pujols, though, actually did come home. So, big ups. Very that's excited right. about that. The season's going to suck, but the nostalgia trip will be very... Wasn't... Wasn't like the season with McGuire. The seasons with McGuire, like oh, yeah. they, were, they were bad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we so didn't. this will be one of them. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Mike is in the building, so the Blues are cursed. Uh, Jordan Bennington gets the start. He's trying, my guy Jordan. You're not making it easy, bud. <laughs> we're gonna talk at the end of this. We'll talk more about you and how you need to start more, but. Maybe do better. I know. We're trying, <laughs> we're trying to back you up here, buddy, but yeah. you're not making a strong case for yourself. On this first goal, Konechny gets it, does a good zone exit. And it's a good snipe, but it's a clean shot and kind of a weird angle. And if you're going to get your spirit back, I think that's one you got to have if you're Jordan. However, <laughs> this next goal just... Um, Eight minutes later, by Patrick Brown, not a real person. Um, I've diagrammed this for you, Ian. It's no good to the people in the audience. But hmm. could you describe what you're seeing here? Well, let's see. Uh, there's like three blues players and a little bit of a triangle, all staring at Patrick Brown, who, by the way, I've never heard of before. Yeah, doesn't um, exist. Not real Taking person. a shot. They they're not close. No one's no one's got their stick even close. Mm-hmm. They're all really just staring at him. Nico um, Mikola has already pushed a flyer into the net. Oh yeah, there's two people behind Bennington mm-hmm. in the blue paint. It's Mikola and this collapsed flyer. You so, can't tell on this obviously, but Bennington's already made a save, and that's the rebound. Which I get it. Rebound control is important, but also boxing out can be important. Yeah. I feel like on every Blues goal I've seen recently, there is at least one defender just... Oh, just fucking off. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, it's not always the same way, but it's always like, what? Huh? What? Huh? (laughs) You know? 
I get lots of goals that would be scored from the opportunities generated by mistakes, but it's still like I see far too many mistakes mm-hmm. from our defensemen guarding like the the slot for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan Bainton's skates, back of his skates, as he's already down on his knees, might be in the blue paint, but that's about it because he's been shoved he out of the net. He has nowhere to go. Got nothing to do. So Patrick Brown knocks it home. And it's two to nothing. You know who looked really good in this game for them? Um, Tippett. Tippet. Yeah. Tippett looked really good. Yeah. I was like, oh. Good pickup. Maybe. Maybe he's angry or whatever, yeah. but I'm like, but are you really you're getting on a floor that's right. I mean, they're good, but you know. But you weren't getting yeah. used. That's good. I mean, like, he was really highly rated prospect a few years ago, and it seems like he's just kind of trailed off, but maybe it's going to be like a, uh, a Brett Hall situation, you know? Maybe he'll be there, Tage Thompson. That's right. Could be. Tage towers over your poverty franchise. <laughs> Vladimir Tarasenko scored from the Vladimir Tarasenko spot. That never gets old. Um, It was kind of a weird bounce to get to him, but who cares? But then Travis Konechny again, and once again, Jordan, my guy, my love, my dear, my my friend. We're friends, right, Jordan? We met that one time. That's right. We've all met. (laughs) I'm sure you remember it just as fondly as I do. Oh, Florida used to use the Springfield Fire th- or Springfield Thunderbirds as their AHL oh, team because yeah. there's a picture of Owen Tippett wearing a Thunderbirds jersey. Sense. It was very confusing. Um, the heavy low shot from Konechny just found a way to trickle through the five hole and in. Pareko was not doing great defensive work here, but his stick might have been stuck under Bennington. It's all bad. <laughs> Maybe his stick kept Bennington's leg up just enough so that the puck could trickle underneath. That's, right. That's very believable. Alexei Torpchenko, though. Don't you do it. Oh, no. Woo! We made it through, folks. Watch yourself. The robot responded to that name, so we'll just go with Torbchenko. <laughs> um, if you're a goaltender, tend the goal, as Steve Dangle would say. Martin Jones <laughs> uh, coughed up the puck in the trapezoid. Brown got it and hit Torp for the snipe. Um, it was, what, 3-2 to two at this point? So, you know, you're still in the game. He's still in the game. Um, third period, we were dominating, man, and I could feel it. I was 100%, 100,000% certain that we were absolutely going to let a shitty goal go the other way and lose this game. And I'm not kidding. I knew that the whole time. As soon as we'd done like four minutes of pressure where we didn't score, I'm like, here comes the dagger. And literally in the replay, you can hear the announcer say, this has all been St. Louis, though. And, you know, you sure about that? Uh, Thomas lost the puck at center. Hayes pylon Justin Falk with one hand on his stick. And I, honest to God, had no idea what Colton Pareko was doing, but he's certainly not boxing out Hayden Hodgson, another made-up person, who buried the rebound. It was real bad. And then Joel Farabee got an empty netter. He was one of the picks we surrendered for Braden Shin, and we lose 5-2, to two, giving them their first road victory in the calendar year. Stinky. How'd that one feel? <laughs> Stinky. Stinky. <laughs> uh, I don't have any good hockey ideas. Um... <laughs> Man. Greg Berube doesn't. I tell you what, look at that. Our expected goals for 5-on-5 five five for that game was 2.45, and theirs was 1.85. Like, 
He should win then. By by all intents and purposes, we should have won that game. We had the better of the Corsi Four. Thank you for saying intense and purposes, yeah. not intensive purposes. Intensive. Because people do. A lot of people do. What did I say? I said it the right you way. You said it the right way, though. But I feel like I probably said it the second way, though. Yeah. <laughs> but you said intense, it the right way this intense, time. Intense, right? Intense, intense and purposes. purposes yeah. yeah. Not intensive purposes. Not intensive, intensive purposes. Care. By all intensive purposes. What's the other one? There's another one I used to say. Did you? I mean, everyone says, but um, everyone has weird things they say. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's one I hate is should of instead oh, yeah. of should have. It's like OF instead of VE, you know? Um there's another one I'm thinking of that I think is the one you're thinking of, and I can't think of what it actually is. But All we, right. we outshot the Flyers 28-27. to 27. We won more face-offs. We had a better power play percentage. Um, had more hits. So we played well enough to too. beat a shitty team that hadn't won a road game in this we calendar year. Won the year, course of four battle. But we lost. But we didn't we lost do that, to, did we? <laughs> we lost to Martin Jones. Most teams when they play the Philadelphia Let's look up Martin Jones stats. <laughs> now most teams when they play the Philadelphia Flyers on the road in 2022, they win. But uh, you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> they still have a picture of him in a Sharks jersey. That must have been wild. Uh, his save percentage this year is 900. Wow! They're pretty good Passable. for a Philadelphia goalie. Yeah. He's at 340 goals against the average. Okay. Uh, his, oh my. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's not as bad as I thought it was because I was looking at something cumulative, but still his uh, goal save, or his gold save above expected. Mm-hmm. Goal save above average is a negative 6.5. His adjusted goals against the average 3.57. Pretty good. I got it, but I gotta say though, you're right for a for a goalie that plays for the Philadelphia Flyers, respectable for a goalie who should unequivocally not be in the NHL anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> quality start percentage forty percent point four. The Toronto Maple Leafs find like six goalies a year. Who were passable enough to win a couple NHL games? That's you should have got one of them instead of uh, Martin Jones. You could have had Eric Schalgren or Harry Letary or Matthew Perry or whoever. <laughs> um, the Blues, the Blues were set with a date against the Carolina Hurricanes, and Ian, I I think we knew this. Wasn't going to go well. Even after the Blues said all the right things, they acted very pissed off. Oh, yeah. Which, okay. Fuck, especially. Very adult. He acted like a grown person. That's right. So after this Flyers game, Mm -hmm. Fuck basically said that we, well, someone asked him basically, like, if you look at the, if you look at who you've lost to, your record against bad teams is not good Mm -hmm. does that mean you're playing down to your competition he basically said if that's what it that's what our record is then yes you can argue it to a certain extent but if this is the product we put on the ice it sure looks like we play down to it i like how even 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 when hockey players are speaking english Mm -hmm. they're not really craig berube Mm -hmm. had comments that same night let's see if i can find them That's that's too recent. Those are positive comments. 
There's no tricks when you're in a slump or things aren't going well. No, that's 28th. What am I looking for? What now? Oh, that? basically what he said was... Was it the 26th? Uh, would have been before the 26th. Right now, the confidence is not very high with this team. Uh, 24th. Yeah. All right. Let's keep digging. <laughs> All right. Uh, dig, baby, dig. I don't know if it's arrogance or what it yeah. is, but if you don't compete in a game and don't work, you can get embarrassed like we did tonight. Arrogance. It's the something. arrogance of this team. That's right. And I gotta say, I don't, I'm, I don't necessarily disagree with them. But and you kind of already talked about it. After this next game, it's no longer arrogance. No, now we. And it gave me shades of Ken Hitchcock for a moment, and I didn't like it. Which one? Oh, after this game, we'll talk about it oh, after yeah. this. Game. All right, we'll get to it. All right, so we knew it wasn't going to go well against the Carolina Hurricanes. They're a very good team, and we were in a slump. But I thought maybe we But maybe would this is the team well. we play up to our competition. Right. But then we haven't really solved the issue. But then we get excited, and then we play another bad team, and we get clobbered. That would have made sense, actually. Right. Um, but Huso got the start. He has not been extraordinarily good recently. He was good in the He's last couple. Better, but, but he, yeah, he um, here. Martin Natchez with... The first goal, 227, 237, and on the power play, on the shorthanded goal, excuse me. Uh, he got it and skated around our defense like they were standing still, which, to be fair, they basically were. He shot from a wide angle on uh, on uh, Billy Husso, and uh-oh, it's not really a howler, but he's got to find a way to cut off that angle, and he did not. Mm-hmm. At the start of the second period, we get introduced to the bad boy of the competition, <laughs> Seth Harley Jarvis. Uh, not everyone on our team has looked lazy this game. That's the note I had at this point. Um, not only did Jarvis get behind the defense, no problema, but Huso even looked slow as molasses to cover his post, and Jarvis easily slots it in on the nice forehand backhand move brett pesci would score a clapper i love this guy and my cousin Vinny. uh he mikola lost the puck in the corner on uh in our own zone after scrum along the boards cut kenyemi got it and hit pesci in the slot pesci snaps it high as nathan walker exhibited an interesting defensive painful. i'm sure that wasn't great um the weird thing is oh no 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 i went back and i clicked on the wrong goal and clicked on this one again and i was like he did the same thing (laughs) i was like oh yeah he did the same thing um I couldn't tell if he was also screening Huso a bit because of his weird posture. He was, like, trying to get back to the puck. And, like, I kind of admire his, his effort. But I'm also, like, at that point, you got to let it go, my just, guy. Yeah, no reason like to touch Elsa. it. You just got to let it go. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it was uh, if it wasn't screened, it was the third queen look that Huso just hadn't gotten to. But uh, if Pavel Buchnevich isn't the best baby of the year, I'll kill myself on live TV. And uh, don't do it. Yeah, stop saying that. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta come clean. And to his credit, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> we'll skip that bit. All right. To his credit, Nick Weddy, Nick Weddy did the thing that he does. And he exited the zone like lightning off a defensive zone faceoff when Buchnevich crashed the net and Letty hit him for the first point as a blue and a dirty goal. It was nice. It was a good goal, but Andrei Svechnikov took care of any good feelings we might have had just a minute and a half later. Um, 
I've diagrammed this one for you. You care to read the diagram to us, Ethan? Let's see. There's uh, Marco Scandella's line of sight. I believe he's not even looking where the puck is anymore because mm-hmm. the puck's already in route. Uh, to one of the best goal scorers in the league who's, uh, we'll say, we'll say uncovered. <laughs> I think <laughs> who is the... Uncovered Marcus, and possibly completely ignored. Marco Scandella is... Within a long stick's length of him, <laughs> but not and he's looking, not looking at, at him. <laughs> so not your best, not the best idea there. That's right. All right, boy. People do that. Like, I guess Tarasenko was in that spot a couple times last night, and Demko actually made some really good saves. Mm-hmm. But I always, and we've gotten better about it. But like, I feel like we never slot a guy like right at the back door. Sometimes, like, dude, just throw that dude on the freaking back door, baby. Uh, and that'd be useful because it is here, and that's how Svechnikov scored his 24th of the season. It was not. Also, Bushnevich's goal prior to this, his 20th goal. That's right. Prior, and after this, from his 21st, yeah. when, well, another showed, he scores <laughs> on the power play. Kyrou and Thomas hit consecutive passes through the center of the crease, and every Hurricanes player, just because they fucking can, Ian. Mm, they can do whatever hot. they want. They play this game at will. They're the first, the youngest, the first Blues teammates to reach 40 goals. The youngest, I think. 40 but also the first pair of teammates, points? maybe? 40 assists. Yeah, sorry. Not 40 goals, obviously. I think they're the youngest. They're like fourth and fifth now behind like Paderko, Babich, and somebody else. Maybe it's Hall. I can't remember, but yeah, they're like in. We're they're in the top five for like reaching forty goals the fastest while being under the age of like twenty four or twenty five. So uh-huh. it's pretty dope. Or forty assists. Forty assists. That's what it is. Um, that's pretty amazing. Those two, you know, for as much as we'll talk later, or I'm sure we'll talk in the future, we'll talk plenty about the fact that they both have to get better at defense and what have you. What they do bring this team is something this team never had prior to them here. Like, never had. They have Paul Stasny didn't have it. Yuri Laterra didn't have it. None of these people that were good passers before mm. we had them ever had it. Honestly, maybe Vladimir Tarasenko is the closest person to having ever had it. I tweeted somebody, or I tweeted somebody, I tweeted last night, remember when we thought that the whole Robert Thomas is elite thing was sort of Mm tongue-in-cheek, and somebody responded, um, well, is he really elite, though? That's a pretty overused word. And as someone who agrees with that, I want to say that, yeah, on a, just on a pure skill level, I think he is. Mm -hmm. I'm not, he's not an elite overall player yet. Yeah. Probably, although he's getting pretty close. The dude's gonna have like eighty points, but he's he's gotten way better at faceoffs too. Yeah, but like in terms of the things he can do with his passes and vision and puck handling, that no one, no one on the Blues, a team that has won the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. in the last decade, no one on the Blues in the last fifteen years mm-hmm. has come close, anywhere close. To that level of skill. TJ Oshie could show it like three times a season. Mm -hmm. But Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo do it every single night. Every night one of those guys does something where you're like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And to me that borders on elite. It's not, I'm not saying he's, 
not saying he's the best player in the league. I'm not trying to make anybody have the worst day at their job, <laughs> but um, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just think I think those two, as close as you can get to elite. If you want to say that word's overused and should be reserved for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and like that tier of players, fine. I can mm. I can hear that argument, but um, they're as close as we've been to elite skill players. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> so, elite for us. Um, Pavel Buchnevich, we we covered that, right? He, that's what we, we, we had. We had all those nice words to say. How about these next three goals? Yeah, well, real quick, I do want to say Pavel Buchnevich, what a revelation! I mean, I right. knew it was. I thought I thought we'd committed highway robbery. I thought thought he was going to be real good, but damn, he's been real good. I think with was it these goals or maybe his points later in this week, he's now passed his like career high. I don't get, this is where I, I really don't get the contingent of people who think our window is closing. Cause like we got those three dudes, man. How can, right. how can your window be be closing with three guys that good under 25 or at 25, you know? Yeah, I've never understood like, that. It's like you're not gonna you're not gonna intentionally suck while you have those guys yeah. there, and you're also not gonna be like, well, we're gonna trade them to rebuild because they are the pieces you want. Yeah, what are you? What, yeah, what are you getting for them? We're not anywhere near bad enough that you would consider trading those guys to rebuild. Right, you right. know, like I think this is a I think this is a Doug Foo situation where he's gonna pull a trade or two in the next year that you're just gonna be like, wait, what? Wait, what? You know, and suddenly Colton Pareko's a New York Islander and Adam Pellick is here and you're like, wait, what? You know, and then mm. and then it's all done. And then that's... JT Miller. That's right. And we get... Yeah. And we get uh, uh, what's the guy in the in the draft? Shane Wright. Shane Wright. <laughs> and we get somehow here. Connor Bedard. Also. How many centers can you have? I don't know. Put them all on the line. It'll be great. Um... I thought I muted that. I thought we were good, Ian. You're going to kill yourself on live TV. <laughs> kill myself on live TV because of what that guy did to the mystery judge of the competition. <laughs> um, there were a couple of empty netters here and then just a dagger goal, I think. On a team with no defense that is two goals behind against one of the best puck oh. possession zone exit teams in the league, Craig Berube pulled the goalie yeah. with five minutes left for reasons it doesn't work immediately so then right after that goal on a team with no defense that is three goals behind against one of the best puck possession zone exit teams in the league craig berube pulls the goal uh, goalie again with five minutes left for reasons and it doesn't work immediately again uh, Andrei Svechnikov and Nino Niederreiter score empty net goals in the 16th minute of the third period, to use soccer terminology, and then Seth Harley Jarvis uh, has been uh, had bet on the over because he shouldn't, you know, he's he's Seth Harley Jarvis, he's the bad boy, so he That's breaks right. the rules, so he bet on hockey, and I'm honestly done. I don't want to read anymore. <laughs> a flat back of the head. <laughs> I'm still a good massive doctor, underbite. Right? Um, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> that was Dr. Skull. We somehow outshot this team. I guess because you're down by so much that you're just laying it on hot and heavy. But That's right. Not good. Not good from anybody. Not good. Well, Pavel Buchnevich. Pretty good. Pretty good from Pavel Buchnevich. Not good from Billy Huso. But this felt so much like the other game, too, where I thought we... 
generally speaking, outplayed the Flyers. This one, I guess we never, I never felt like we were outplaying the Hurricane, mm-hmm. but it was still one of those games where we were, I guess the Flyers, we were at 3-2, these guys were at 4-2, and it just felt like they, the other team capitalized on the opportunities we gave them, and we were fighting uphill battle the whole, the whole game, and that's not to say like it's a fluke and ah, eh, they capitalize on their chances and what can you do, but it's like, it's just so frustrating because I feel like these games were definitely within reach we weren't playing our greatest but we weren't playing so bad that's like oh you're gonna get trashed obviously 7-2 looks bad but with like two empty netters and then the the seventh goal just like you're already out of the game you're not even playing anymore like mm. it's just frustrating to see that and then craig Bruby had this whole thing where he's like oh it's confidence now we just don't have any confidence anymore and i was like so before it was arrogance now we're on the, the complete opposite end of the spectrum and now we just now we don't even know if we can do it mm. And it just felt very Ken Hitchcocky because he wouldn't do it so much with the mental games, but he'd do it with like actual things in the game. He would literally just pick something, and be like you know, we're, we we didn't skate. We always have to skate. It's always about we didn't skating skate for check boards. Yeah, we gotta always do that. And the next game, he'd be like, "I've been saying since day one, if you don't win faceoffs," and I'm like, "I get it." And I get maybe with these two things happen in those two games, mm-hmm. and that is what really was the problem. But I'm like, "Yo, bro, it's just a different story." <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing with the Bruby thing is, I don't even really blame him for any of this, but it does sometimes feel like he's like, I don't know, like, you know, they got to figure out. And I'm like, yeah, man, but don't you got to help him do that? If this team does somehow miss the playoffs. Ooh, that'd be... I, that, I, was, I thought we were going to be really close before these two Vancouver games. Uh-huh. We are still, like, teetering, and it's not necessarily because... Money podcast is at 99.7%. Yeah, I, 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 I put out this poll seems generous asking to me. people if they thought the Blues would hold on to the third spot in the Central because Nashville is only one point behind us at this point. Dallas uh-huh. is only four points. I believe that's still the case. Yeah. Um, and I asked people if we thought we'd make the playoffs. We got like 66% said yes, 33% said no, and almost 150 votes. Like, I'm proud. I'm I'm honestly proud. I'm proud that, of the nose. Yeah. Good job, boys. <laughs> Wait, Cynicism, cynicism's alive. That's right. The blues alive and fans. Well. Um, but yeah, like I think the 99% has to be from our our strength of schedule. Like I think we're in the top ten in terms of like easy schedule. My only concern with that is we should have beat the Flyers. We mm-hmm. should have beat the Devils. Should have beat the Coyotes. We should have beat uh, Detroit. We should have beat all of these teams, and we didn't in the past. So if you're going to be like, well, the Blues have a pretty easy schedule moving forward, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, they have played better these last two games, but I just I worry because Nashville is playing really well. Dallas is playing really well. Mm-hmm. Vegas is starting to win, and Vegas is in the wild card uh, spot, like the, the last one. So if you get shoved down into that first spot, you're battling with everyone else. Thankfully, we beat Vancouver twice, so they're kind of got pushed back and out of it. But it's like... They're bad, though, so that makes sense. Like, you just can't... The thing is, you can't drop, like, two or three games, like, this anymore. Team, the, you just can't do it. The problem is we can't go on a five-game losing streak, and, and they, this team is and they totally definitely capable. <laughs> that's, that's totally <laughs> it. I'm like, man, you can't... You can't do what you did in March. Right. It's over yeah. if you do that. Right. And like you said, we just saw it happen. So it's like, oh, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Um, Figure it out what it is you do. <laughs> exactly. 
Now let's let's dive deep here because Billy Huso made me look like a horse's ass sure when did. he soared thirty-five of thirty-six, saved thirty-five of thirty-six shots, and uh, led the Blues to a four-one victory in the game we're about to talk about. However, I now I want to I don't know why I have to clarify this crap all the time. I obviously want Billy Huso to thrive. Every time yeah. he starts, I want him to get a shutout. It's great. I love Billy Huso. I'm I'm nuts about Billy Huso, <laughs> but. There is a reality here in which we have a $6 million goalie who we're refusing to start. Not that he's not been as bad as people think he's been. He hasn't really been anywhere close to as bad as people think he's been. Mm-hmm. And to me, you look at Vili Huso just let in five goals on 26 shots. You have, excuse me, two days... To get ready for a game against the Vancouver Canucks, who are not all that good. Jordan Bennington has, whether people like it or not, or at least had been on this day, <laughs> playing equally as well as Billy Huso after their, over their last eight games, and much better than Billy Huso over their last five games. And you can talk about strength of opposition, and you can talk about this, that, or the other thing, but the truth of... Jordan Bennington's season is he had a three-game stretch where he let in 21 goals, which is really bad. I'm not denying that. Mm. But if you remove that three-game stretch from his season, he's got like a 9-12 or maybe even a 9-15 save percentage. That's that's more than passable. That's pretty good. Right. And um, more than all that, and I got into some debates with guys. I really respect guys like Kurt Price about this, and it's like, and some people are just really of the mindset. That you, well, you got to just play the hot hand, whoever gives you the best chance to win that night, et cetera, et cetera. And listen, part of the, part of my point was Billy Huso actually isn't the hot hand anymore. That just isn't true. <laughs> now he might be again, right. um, although he wasn't that good in this last game. But, um, but I just don't like, it is stone cold obvious to me that you have to be starting Jordan Bennington as much as you can. Because even even in a world where you want to trade this guy, even in a world where you want to make Billy Huso your number one, and Jordan Bennington goes to the wayside, and somehow somehow Doug Armstrong makes his magic work and, and unloads Jordan Bennington to Edmonton or whatever, right. even if you do that, you want the asset to appreciate, right? Between now and the end of the season. Right. So... I, to me, it is indefensible, even though now, obviously, we're going to talk about it. worked out. It looks great in hindsight. Craig Berube looks like a genius. I look like an idiot. To start Jordan Bennington in this game was pretty close, or to not start Jordan Bennington in this game was pretty close to indefensible to me. And they did it anyway. And I don't understand. I don't understand why. I really don't like, right. I don't get it. I don't know if Huso played was like we swept the Canucks. We played him one game uh, prior in the season. Yeah, I'm he, assuming was Huso in. Yeah, was this was. just like a feel where they're like, you know what, he had a really good game against Vancouver. We'll just use him again. I guess could be. I guess maybe. But... Um, so Bennington's definitely. I mean, as if you need me to say this, Bennington's definitely going to get. Starts. He's going to get at least four he more starts. He did have starts. 38 saves on 39 shots in his good. first. Oh, no, that's his most recent one. That's this one. <laughs> um, in 
What? No, that is his first one. Never mind. Sorry. That was January. So, pretty good. Yeah, pretty solid. But we have, the Blues have four back-to-backs. They have 16 games left. We'll talk about later. They got four back-to-backs. They have uh, Edmonton, Calgary. Then later on this month, I guess later on this month for all of them, you got Minnesota Islanders. Then you've got, you've got Minnesota Nashville. And then you have... Arizona, Anaheim. He's definitely going to be playing four of those unless mm-hmm. who says, like, you got to shut out on 90 you shots. Go. You got to go. We got to <laughs> put you back in for some weird reason. Um, but, yeah, there's some teams on here. I'm like, I think he can play against good teams. I don't think you have to, you know, wade him back into the waters and be like, sorry, you know, Benner, you can only play against Arizona or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we are playing Seattle somewhere in here. We're playing Arizona twice. Um, I think you, I think you almost have to. Now this is probably like I don't know if this is a controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could see this going fifty fifty. I think people, I don't know how people would feel. We haven't played the Bruins since the Cup, and we haven't played them at all this season. We play them twice coming up. We play the first one in Boston, then the other one in St. Louis. I almost feel like unless your season's like really on the line, and it might be, and unless Bennington's shown that he's like been crap in a couple games prior to that, you gotta start him against Boston. Mm-hmm. That's like that's one of those like head versus heart things. That's where it's like, oh, it's always head. You always gotta go with the head. You gotta do it. You know, Kurt Price thing. You gotta go and you gotta do whatever makes you win. But I'm like, this is like 50-50. He's gotta start against the Bruins, right? Right, he's gotta. You can't yeah. start Billy Huso at the Enterprise Center against the Bruins. Yeah, I, I mean, if you do, I get it. But like my brain, my brain says sure, but my heart's like, come I really, on. Like, there seems to, I don't know. This gets too conspiratorial, but there seems do to it. be deep dive. There almost seems to be a want for Jordan Bennington not to succeed, or like an expectation that he won't, or something. It's hard for me to put my finger on it. But when I talk to people about it and they're like, you got you got to ride the hot hand. And it's like, here's the two side by side. Who looks yeah. like the hot hand to you? And it's like, it's just, there's, this is, it's kind of, I mean, we, way back when we read the tweets from that guy who's the hockey guru guy. Yeah. And he talked about all the high, high, high level stats. And that's fun. Some people will say that's voodoo or whatever and they don't care about it. But like, I'm talking about baseball card stats, baby. <laughs> Over the last five games, at least before these two Vancouver games, Jordan Bennington was much better. He had like a 920 and Billy Huso was in the, like the 800s. Right. You know, dramatically better. And it's a small sample size and all that. I get it. But it's like, I don't, I try not to be emotional when I think about players and name on the more, front means more than the name on the back and all that stuff. But like... There should there should be a little bit when it comes to Jordan Bennington, right? Like this guy's the number one reason you have a Stanley Cup. I know people will debate, well, Brian O'Reilly or it's Craig Berube or whatever. It's I know, no, for goalies, a fact, baby. without that goalie, we do not even make the playoffs, <laughs> let alone win the Stanley Cup, right? So like, I don't think that's up for much debate. Even if he wasn't the best goalie of the of or he wasn't the Con Smythe winner or whatever. Um, and it just seems to me like there's just not a lot of that sort of like nostalgia about him. And maybe it's because he's kind of crazy and kind of a dick or whatever. <laughs> but like 
shouldn't he be like a cult icon here and just get a lot more support than he gets? I just, I guess I don't really get it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, here's the, th- here's what's real weird to me, Ian, and I'll just be real honest with me, with you. It's real weird to me that we are like two years on and there are still accounts out there being like, Jake Allen got 35 saves tonight. Doesn't suck so much now, does he? Oh, yeah. And it's like no one ever thought no one ever was on the other side of this issue in the way that you are pretending that they were. Mm-hmm. No one ever was anti-Jake Allen just for the sake of it. He wasn't a very good goalie. Mm-hmm. And it feels weird to me that there are those people for Jake Allen still two years later. Mm-hmm. But I don't see anybody who's like, well, you got to start Jordan Bennington. He's the cup winning goalie. Mm-hmm. And I, again, that logic in and of itself probably wrong. But like, how is there not of that? I, just, I don't. I don't know. I don't understand this fan base no, sometimes. No, I agree. I mean, I think people have moved on from Bennington like super quick, and it's very odd. I don't know if it's like you said, the kind of like abrasive nature he has a little bit. He's a little, a little unhinged, if you will. But it does feel like he'd get a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. I'm just. I'm honestly more concerned, like, if they move him and they ship him out and he's gone, and then Huso's just kind of okay the rest of his career, and that's our guy. Don't care. It's more just that people are like, well, you just ride the hot hand and that's fine. I say, yeah, that's fine for now. And I guess all you can really do is the now. But I am I think enough about the future in my normal life that I'm like, uh, what about this unhinged goalie that's now pissed that you owe $6 million to for the next, whatever, four or five years that's got a full no-move clause for the next, like, two? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that guy now? And they're yeah. like, well, we don't worry about that now. I'm like, okay. That's fine, but you're like planting yourself like a landmine down the way by not like I don't know giving him some starts, trying to build some sort of confidence. And I this don't know. this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the deadline. This team ain't winning a Stanley Cup, man. And to be honest with you, making the playoffs to me don't mean shit. I don't care. I don't care if they make the playoffs. I really don't. Like I know it's better for the franchise and all mm. that, but if they're just gonna get drubbed by the Colorado Avalanche in the first round, I'm indifferent. I don't care. I maybe that's wrong of me, but like, if I think the sweep, the sweep really did it. Where I was like, oh, I get it. So the Avalanche and some of these other teams are a lot better than I us. have. It's also like I've been to the top of the mountain. I don't care about the foothills anymore. Right. I really don't. Like, talk to me in the second round when it starts to get good again. But like, mm. and and and. In a couple years, when we haven't had the success, that'll start to change. I'm not saying it's a permanent thing, but yeah. like the cup wins recent <laughs> enough that that's what you want. People talk about like, well, you you have to go all out for this season, and it's like I, it's weird because it's like, well, you have to go all out for the season because our goose is cooked, and it's like it's not. But when you act like this, you're cooking the goose more. Oh yeah, because you cannot have. Like you said, not only do you need to have Jordan Bennington good because you probably can't trade him and you've got him for five more years at $6 million, but what if he is a locker room cancer Mm -hmm. and he's unpleasant to be around and all that stuff? Then it's a whole other problem. And it's like, yeah, you can't just manage the team to keep one player happy, but you can a little. I just don't. I just don't. And really, to me, it's more like just from a purely stats-based perspective... Billy Huso has not been that good in his last 10 games. Relative to what he was before that, let's look at his last 10 here on the old stat 
friendly. That's not what it's called. Hockey reference. <laughs> he has, since February 25th, he played Buffalo. He got a 35 out of 38 save win. On From that day on, which is 11 games played, he has a 901 save percentage. And he's let in 34 goals in 11 games, so over a thir- three goals against average. That's not the hot hand. It's just not. That's just not true. It's not even a good goalie. So stop pretending like in his last 10, if you take away that game, it's 898. It's just, it is factually not true that he is the hot hand or the better goalie right now or anything else. And I realize we're about to talk about two games where he was pretty good. One game where he was really good. But all these people who are like, well, Billy Huso gives you a better chance to win. There's no proof of that. There's no pr- there's no evidence in the here and now. If you if you can't talk about hot hand and not hot hand at the same time, I don't know. We've talked about this too long, I guess. But like, it's just it's bothering me because it's illogical on every front. And I guess I'm a little illogical about it. But like, I think to me, to me, the most logical perspective is we have a guy who's paid like a starter, and we have another guy who could just leave at the end of the year. No matter what we do, even if we give him a good offer to stay, he could still just leave. Right. And um, we're acting like our franchise's future rides on that guy. And that doesn't make sense to me. In a world where I see them as basically indistinguishable right now in terms of their output, right. it makes no sense to me how you can't say, okay, we start the other guy then. At least occasionally. <laughs> That's the other part of this. Like in this start in particular, start the other guy. It's not a good team. You're at home. The other guy just lost in an embarrassing way. Start the start the starter. Start Bennington. But we didn't. Obviously, it worked out. But I, I don't like understand the, the decision. I was making. like, maybe the right call in 2020 in hindsight. But it also feels sort of like... This you, is 2022. That's right. Oh, boy. <laughs> it feels like, I don't know when he's going to get it. He'll yeah. get it somewhere. It's hard. Like I, also, I, I know I said that you can start against any team. You don't have to wade him into the waters. Having said that, I'll completely flip him back. Now you're going to put him in against... Edmonton or Calgary, when yeah. you gotta pick which one, I'm like, woof, baby. Also, That's hard. I think people forget that he was bad for a stretch of last season, and then he got his groove back and was the reason we made the playoffs last right. year. So, whatever. Marco Scandella scored a goal, and literally the only way you could imagine Marco Scandella scoring a goal. There was good pass movement, but Tarasenko shot it from a wide angle. It went off Halak's arm, then his stick, then the crossbar, then Scandella's thigh into the net. Way to go, Marco! What a goal! <laughs> He did it. David Perron scored his 23rd of the season. Barbashev just yoinked it off Connor Garland and had a two-on-one with Perron. He passed it under a fall-flat Canucks defenseman, and Perron sniped it home. Um, just because this was a snipe that reminded me of the other snipe, dude, did you see the Elias Pettersson snipe from a week or so ago? I think so. Where it was like under a human and like top, top, top corner. Like oh, they yeah. added three inches to the top. And the, one of the prettiest, just pure shots I think I've ever seen. It was he, insane. He scores another really good goal in the next game. Yeah. He's quite he's talented. He's very good at hockey. Uh, we're going to trade Colton Pareko for him, though. That's right. Ooh, and for Adam Pellick. We're going to trade him both places. And somehow the NHL is going to honor We're going to trade Colton Pareko for. Um, for Elias Patterson, and then we're going to have a three-way trade where we trade for Evgeny Dadanov and then trade him to 
the New York Islanders for um, Adam Pellick. At one point, Evgeny Dadonov had like four points in two games since returning to Vegas. Oh, so, yeah. you know, good for him. You could be you could be a sourpuss and just pout the whole time, but good for him. Um, Vancouver took the second period over a bit, but Husso stood his ground. The Blues gave up some high danger chances, uh, but he was unperturbed. Vladimir Tarasenko uh, scored 49 seconds into the third. Poor Euro Halak. I love him to pieces. He had no mm. puck luck in this game. Ooh, I should have gotten a Halak Vancouver Canucks jersey. I should have gotten a Halak, one of them pride jerseys. Oh, yeah. I did buy, and I think I showed you, I did buy the uh, Washington Nationals cherry blossom oh, yeah, jersey. Yeah. It was too good, and I couldn't. Those look so nice. I shouldn't. I don't. I want to buy more jerseys, actually, because it's one of these things where I'm like, that's too extravagant. And I was like, people have, like, basements full of these. They sure do. That aren't rich people you know like you can afford it but anyway um thomas and buchnevich had some nifty one touch passing tarasenko shot it or passed it to the far side but it went off halak's stick midair and somehow landed right back on tarasenko's stick who deposited it it was three to nothing at this point good win for the blues basically seemed like it would be Brad Hunt had a goal a couple minutes later. Kairou lost it in our zone. Oops. It was sloppy to get it out of the zone, but Hunt streaks in and shoots far side to ruin Huso's shutout. Tarasenko scored again for his 500th point. This was. That's right. That's right. Um, I did. I knew he had 500. I just didn't know if it was this point or not. Um, man, what, what a, what a guy. What <laughs> 500 points. How many? That's like fourth, fifth all time on the Blues. I think it's four all time score. I think he's behind Sutter, or it doesn't blue. I think it's like Sutter, Hall, and Federko. Federko, Hall, Sutter, and Unger. Unger, okay. Unger. Unger, bunga. Unger, bunga. Uh, long way to go to catch Federko or Hall, um, but if he stays another season, he could catch Gary Unger. Stay here forever. Just it's, stay. It's so Just hard because like, there's part of me that's like, you probably need to trade him and get some value for him if he doesn't want to stay. But if he wants to stay, I want him here for all times. If he stays here and has like three more productive seasons, then I say you, got, you can retire. Yeah, longer. that's right. If he leaves, people are like, if he leaves, you store retire his number. If he leaves, no, you don't. No, I'm so sorry. I'm don't. so I'm sorry. sorry. I want... <laughs> That to be true, but it's not. I'm really trying to sing the Justin Bieber Stay song, but I cannot think of it at the moment for the life of me. You do the things I tell you not to do, but I don't remember how the music goes. Um, I can think of the Taylor Swift song, Stay, but that's a different song. Taylor Swift actually has two songs. One's called Stay, 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 and the other one's called Stay. So Stay, Stay, Stay is very boppy and happy and cutesy and like from her from her teenage or like early 20s days and the other stay better song well, I, I like them both but anyway um there's also that justin bieber song i was hoping this delay would make me think of it it didn't the um, one with the other guy where it sounds yeah, like Zad it's just or whatever kid kid Leroy. kid Leroy, sure jason yeah uh i will mention it in this next upcoming game but every time i hear alex chase on's name i'm always like chase on <laughs> uh, because it's pronounced so weird just like jason derulo pronounces his name weird uh the canucks outshot us in this 
more hits went to us or the ones that had them the <laughs> the Ooh, blocks boy. the blocks also are a category we were superior in uh and we also had too many giveaways the blues did not dominate Corsi four in fact they got dominated in both that and high danger chances for but they played okay yeah, they were they were all right um their defense wasn't great who so did bail them out um Vova scored his 500 points, and the Blues were 4-6-3 in March with one game left. They would mm-hmm. close 5-6-3. I was at this game, and... It was bumping? It was very good. They played the, the slap video, and they put a Blues oh, blue yeah, note on yeah. Will Smith, uh-huh. um, which I was like, aha, but I don't agree with this. So. Um, <laughs> Violence is not the answer, kids. But This is the first time, maybe it was the second time, but it's the first time in a long time. I've been in a section where they did like a game in that section, mm-hmm. and so the light shines from across across the stadium, across like the a, stadium, like a very bright light, and it gave me during the headlights moment because it's for our whole section. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh my god, I'm on, like I'm on TV. Oh no, <laughs> oh shit, oh, yeah, I'm like shifty. Oh shit, oh, shit. Uh, was, were you with your dad or Arlene? I was with my dad, and they were doing like a thing where it was like, show you know everyone in the crowd, and just show us like a blue. Shoe, show us someone wearing a different blues jersey. Now you all get a five dollar gift card to Dunkin' Donuts, which I still have. Awesome, <laughs> and we have one now. Not That's far right. from your house. They handed these down, and mm-hmm. we had like four seats empty next to us. This man and his son just sat down next to us, and then got these <laughs> gift cards, and then got up and walked off. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't give I a shit. The Go hustle, for it. But like, Go for it. This lady, a couple, like, maybe four or five seats down, I could hear her in her, like, loud whisper being like, he didn't sit there. He wasn't sitting there the whole game. He wasn't even there. He just came over right now with his son. With his son. And they got the gift cards. And I'm like, I'm like, are you Mrs. Dunkin' Donuts? And you just, like, lose freaking $10? Like, Christ, get off their back. I love people that think it's their job to police non-crimes, like nothing happened, and they're like, the indignity. I'm like, oh boy, come on, lady, calm down, it's just Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. America runs on Dunkin'. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, Huso started this game, this next game, against the Canucks in Vancouver. Jordan Cairo was out with a non-COVID illness, which just means he was puking or pooping a lot. Or both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorchenko moved up to the third line. Good for... Hey, man. Alexei Dorchenko... We were right. We were right. Nope. We were always right. We were always right. We said he was better than Quim Costin, and we were right. That's right. We have been redeemed. Well, yeah, who's here and who's not? <laughs> That's right. That's... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but we were correct. Um, but for serious though, has been, I wouldn't say a revelation, but very solid this year. Mm-hmm. Has more scoring uh, than I thought he would. Very good. I Tenacious. love this. Big. He's big. He's he looked. Big. He looked really good with Shannon Barbashev. Yeah. And Nathan Walker also pretty nifty, pretty mm-hmm. crafty. Um, that's starting to look. It's still a very good team, but that's starting to look a lot more like a. Like a Blues 2017 bottom six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Barbashev, Shin, Torchenko. Like, Shin's in your bottom six. That's good. But Barbashev, Torchenko, obviously Barbashev's been phenomenal this season. Right. But if you just didn't know, you'd be like, okay. And then you like, look at McKechn, Brown, Walker, and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, 
Nick Letty and Pareko Scandella Falk Rosen. Callie Rosen was in this game That's again? Right. How? They pulled Mikola. Oh, Bertuzzo was out the last game. Because he was dying. Yeah, he didn't look that great. Oh, they just sat him? They were just like, yeah, just just love, it. love it. Love it. I love it. Punish him. Teach him. Teach him to finish his, I don't know, leftovers. There's a Finland joke. Because he's <laughs> all right, so Alex Chase Honda open the scoring. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ian, I will never burn the disappointed look out of the back of Miranda's that you Good. just gave me. You know, Preko lit this dude up earlier in the game, like, oh, yeah? or no, not Preko, sorry, <laughs> that's why it's <laughs> that's so freaking unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bortuzzo did that's, that's not the only one. I should have made you ask, yeah, I should have yeah, made yeah. you guess. That yeah, was the I only one. You know what? I would have guessed Robert Bortuzzo. <laughs> that's what I would have guessed. You left it. I mean, Bortuzzo didn't leave his feet, but Chase Lancer did. Yeah, Holy crap, he, he went to Nathaniel. Reeds. Reeds Bakery and got his protein and then let yeah. this dude uh, You out. probably don't get protein. Well, they, they do they have don't. sandwiches. That's they right. have, they're really good. The sandwiches? Yeah. That's probably what he got. Subway? Sandwiches? <laughs> All right. Um, they're very good. You were walking on the street two in the morning. It's minus 15 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a sandwich from there before, I don't know, I mean, before... Are we going to talk about it later? <laughs> Before I move to a new Oh, you state. can't just say that now? Oh. I mean, it changes nothing for this podcast. But the people, okay. <laughs> well, that, what you led us, you walked us to it, Ian. You walked us to the cliff and you didn't think I'd jump off? We'll talk about it at the end. All right. I don't know. There was nothing to talk about, I didn't Oh, think. there's a lot to talk about. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> get there and if uh, folks, folks, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy the drama. Alex Chason scored um, 31 seconds into the second period. Man, if we'd lost one nothing on an Alex Chason goal, can you imagine? I mean, we didn't. We won this game. Can you imagine if we Fire. had? Um Pareko drifted out to the point for some inexplicable reason. See, there you go. Always, there's always one of them doing some and sort of bullshit. <laughs> behind the net to guard Richardson. Richardson backhands the puck to an open chase on in the slot. Chase on goes over who says goal. Glove for the goal. Uh, Nick Letty. Nick Knack Letty Whack, as I called him. There were a lot of good Letty puns. All right. Scored his first goal as a blue. Um you thought Demko needed to have it? I realize you took these notes. You should be reading this. I mean, you go. You take it. Over. It went through his armpit. Uh-huh. And it was That's like, not good. Uh, you probably have that one. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? They don't ask you how you did it. They just ask you <laughs> to uh, score a goal, Nick <laughs> They don't ask you how you did it. They just ask how many you did it. This is his first goal as a blue and also his second goal of the entire season. <laughs> don't expect a lot, so we, folks. We were really uh, just kind of... Flipping quarters to see if he'd even score. That's right. That's right. Um, Elias Patterson, not too long after that, scored. It was a Tarasenko tries to make a passport to to break out of their zone. Patan gets a piece of the pass, causing it to bounce to Patterson, who makes no mistake and scores with a sick wrister. He, uh, that thing was on his stick and off his stick super fast. He's very good. Robert Thomas scores a shorthanded goal. Three minutes later, Pedersen enters the blue zone. Pedersen giveth, Pedersen taketh away. Uh, Pedersen enters the blue zone, but Pareko pokes the puck off his stick while Sad steps into Pedersen. Puck slides to Thomas, who gets around Hughes, and he's off to the races. He does a really good job defending the puck against uh, Hughes, kind of scores himself up to the shot. Hughes, not a very large player, can't really get around Thomas at this point. And he goes high glove on Demko for the goal. It was a very nice goal. I honestly, I mean, he had no one to pass to, so he had to shoot it, but I was still kind of surprised that he got 
as much on it as he did to get it over his glove. Yeah, remember when we thought his problem was he wasn't going to ever shoot, and then mm. he scored four goals in two games, and then he hasn't scored since then, but then he scored again tonight. Mm. He's pretty good. He's a shoot. He's pretty darn good. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly scores two minutes later on the power play. It's a bumper play. It's Perron to Shen below the goal line to O'Reilly in the slot. Shot on goal. It's a goal. He's pretty good also Dem- at hockey. Demko looks sad. This was we or- just need him to go on a little heater to be one of the twenty, one of the seven. <laughs> he could be, he could be eight. eight. He could be eight. If and he gets goes on a heater, we could have potentially eight twenty-plus goal scorers. Man, is that more That's impressive? It's, I guess it's not more impressive than the Flyers Flames having three. Four thirty goal scores, but yeah. it's pretty impressive. That's 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 balanced offense. That's Which what people is still like to nuts. see. <laughs> um, this was Ryan O'Reilly's. With this goal, he has now scored against every NHL team. Uh, he hadn't scored against the Vancouver in like forty games. He's played against them. He scored against every NHL team except for the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. So good for him. For a while, do you remember we used to be Sidney Crosby's? Uh, O'Reilly had never scored against the Canucks. The Canucks, that's yeah, weird, right? On the Avs, they used uh-huh. to be in the same division. Yeah, but yeah, remember when we used to be that Crosby? We were the oh, only yeah. one for a while, and I was like, then, yeah, and then he did. So. Uh, what was he gonna do? Not score. Um, third period, Nathan Walker. It's weird though. I mean, it's kind of weird that you don't like because. You only play those teams twice a year, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. But he's still very good, though. He's yeah, still I guess so. Good. It's just weird that one team wouldn't slip through for longer. But maybe that motivates them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's probably true. Uh, Nathan Walker's sixth goal of the season, assisted by McEachern and Falk. Falk with a great zone entry and pass to Walker. Walker takes a shot, but it's blocked by Dermott, a uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf. <laughs> And the puck bounces around. Off Thank you, John Kelly. You're welcome. And then McEachern, then back to Walker, who shoots it in again. This time he scores. Yeah, John Kelly, though, would tell you if if uh, Travis Dermott had been on the Ducks for a day, he'd call him a former Anaheim Duck. Yeah, I went on a little rant to you because he said that during the game mm-hmm. um, when you were at it on the first game. And it's like, dude... There are two kinds of people that are watching this game right now. There are the people who know who Travis Dermott is, right. who did not need you to tell them that he'd been traded from the Maple Leafs to the Canucks. Nope. There is there are th- there are six people on Earth, and they're all distant relatives of Travis Dermott, who think who know who Travis Dermott is and would think, oh, wait, I thought he was on the Maple Leafs. Because mm-hmm. 90% of the people watching the game, John Kelly, have never heard of Travis Dermott. 60% of the people listening to this podcast haven't heard of Travis Dermott. So who are you telling, John? This is for Darren Pang. Yeah. Yeah, Darren, exactly. in case you haven't done any research that you normally <laughs> right. don't do. It literally might be. I mean, it's one thing... I guess, at least in that case, he'd recently been traded. Mm. The other thing I love is, like, he'll he'll be talking about, like, I don't know, Braden Shin now, and he'll be, like, the former flyer. And it's like, yeah, we all know, sure. Yeah, five years ago. Or he'll be, like, Pat Maroon, the former duck. And it's like, kind of, I guess. Oh, yeah, pick some you weird know? metal team. <laughs> Matt Duchesne, does. the former avalanche. Huh? Really? That's, like, six teams ago. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's weird. Oh, we'd say former, former, uh, former Ottawa senator, senator. Yeah. former Blue Jacket. Former Blue Jacket, Matt Duchesne. Yikes. And Mark Wutestu, also a former Blue Jacket. Mm-hmm. Took a three-team trip. Gotta have it. That's right. Um, this game is pretty much over. Elias Patterson scores his 22nd of the season. It just goes, it's a Garland shot, bounces off Patterson and then 
Huso's got no chance. Blues win, 4-3. to three. I thought this was a much better game than the last one they played, even though they won the last one, too. Um, thought the Blues played better defensive or a better defensive game. Um, one of their best ones this season, honestly. They closed gaps on the Canucks players very quickly. They were tenacious on the back check and the forecheck, especially in the second and third periods. I don't know if Toropchenko is a regular on the third line. Probably not. But he looked very good. Yeah. He, just, he could uh, play up there in spurts, I suppose. But he could be the next Oscar <laughs> Sunquist, perhaps. Oh, um, I don't want to need a next Oscar Sunquist. Oscar Sunquist is the next Oscar Sunquist for us. That's right. He's playing on their like first line oh, I saw baby, the other I'm day. Sure. First or second line. That's all line. they got. Um <laughs> And then, uh, speaking of regular spots, hard to deny that Walker has looked great in all of his call-ups this year. This little guy has gumption. He's very small. I didn't realize that. Six goals in the 14 games this season with the Blues. Um, a fantastic, fantastic showing from him. Perron with two assists tonight. So in his first 32 games this season, he scored 21 points. In his last 20 games, 12 less games, he has scored 25 points. Four more points. <laughs> Uh, that dude is on a heater. 15 goals in his last 20 games. <laughs> Pretty good. God, that guy, he doesn't stop. I know, right when you, th- right when you think, I, thought, eh, well, I don't know maybe, if you need to re-sign him. And now you're like, ah, oh, okay, here you go. All right, David, come back. Here's your money. Back up the Brinks truck, <laughs> JK, JK. That's right. Just, you know, Except two million. he's French-Canadian, so it'll be B-R-N-Q-U-E-S. The Brinkois <laughs> truck. <laughs> give him some checks with a Q, oh, too. Oh, no. I, I don't like that. The Blues are in the standings. I'm almost sure of it. Did Nashville win today? That means we're um, probably in the wild card spot. Oh, Boston beat New Jersey 8-1. to one. That seems right. Um, the Blues are in third place in the Central with 83 points. Nashville has 82 points. I don't know if this has their most recent game. And Vegas is back in a playoff spot with 78 points. Holding off Dallas at 77 and Winnipeg at 76. The Blues do have a very good chance of making the playoffs, but they can't afford to slip. They can't slip. And they should. No they will. They'll slip. Oh, they'll slip. I don't know. No, okay. they won't. I really don't think they will. I'd, it'd be funny. I would For the memes, I'd kind of enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, good. if they barely missed, I yeah, I it think we have our material. cup now, and I can kind of be like, eh, 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 eh tough shit. <laughs> Yeah, especially since that date with the Avalanche would be up. <laughs> Man, and then that game in 2018 when they played the Avalanche to win and get in last uh-huh. game, oh, and they lost. I just rolled over, baby. I went to sleep. Yeah? I was like super... Did you go to sleep, or did you try to go to sleep and fume for a long oh, time? Oh, no. I went straight to sleep Uh huh. on the futon, like just rolled over uh-huh. and went to sleep, because earlier that morning, I had just gotten off a flight from Chicago... From Tokyo. Ah, oh, okay. All right. I that, remember that. That was very fun because I had no cell reception and didn't do their Wi-Fi thing. Uh-huh. So, like, I landed. or When we landed in Chicago, I was like, they had to win, like, a game prior to this game, like a back-to-back uh-huh. or something. I was like, it was against Chicago, I think. I'm like, come on. You guys had to have won this. Otherwise, you you don't even have a chance to get in. And it updated my phone real quick. And I was like, fuck yeah, we beat Chicago. Okay, here we go. And then we looked really shitty. And I think the Avalanche scored two quick goals. And uh, I was like, uh. And I was so tired. And I was like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. 
and it was like five minutes left on the empty netter, and I was like, I would be so angry if I wasn't so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, good night. And I'll always remember that. Um, you got a lot of time for that. So we have 16 games left. Uh-huh. We will have 12 left the next time we record because they play four back-to-backs. They only have two breaks of two days left this whole season. They literally play every other day or two days in a row for like pretty much the entirety of this month. That's comforting. We play at Edmonton, at Calgary, against Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, New York Islanders, then at Boston, at Buffalo, then Minnesota, at Nashville, then here for Boston, Boston back for the first time, and then at San Jose, at Arizona, at Anaheim, at Colorado, and then we end with Vegas at home. If we get into that final two games with still needing to quench the playoffs, though, it could, be, could get ugly. Could get Man. ugly. I don't There's, think it will. I don't think it will. I think we're fine. This one's, This stretch kind of scares me. I don't know how... We did just go through a stretch where it was like, well, these are all easy games. we got to win these. And we, like, pissed away half of them. <laughs> so. I mean, they could... I think all of these are winnable. I don't look at any of these and go, oh, they can't. There's yeah. no way they could win that game. Maybe the Colorado one, but even that's second no, any, to last. Any of the individual season. game they can win. They can yeah. win. At that price point, they can win. We play Arizona <laughs> twice, and that's the people that scare me the most. We do have a weirdly bad record against Arizona. <laughs> I was so happy that Connor Garland scored no goals Arizona, against the Blues. Arizona matchbooks are made in Arizona. That's right. You don't know that reference, but no. it is from Community, a show you should watch because you would enjoy it, but you're in too deep now. You can't. You've been in denial, denial for I think I've watched the first three episodes of that show like four times, uh-huh. and I've, and like, and I've enjoyed <laughs> I've enjoyed them, but I think every time I'll be like, I'm gonna, I've seen this one though. And I'm kind of like, eh. and I'm like, you should just skip to like another one. Yeah, no, not, that's not your style. No, I gotta see the one where I don't even know these people's names anymore. Annie, Jeff, Keep going. Pierce, Keep going. Britta, Troy, Avid. Avid. Where he films, films, <laughs> go through them again. <laughs> Troy, Annie, Jeff. Jeff. That's the main guy. Yeah. He films Jeff and a bunch of those other people, and then they think he's weird, and then at the end he puts it together and it's oh. a whole video with his dad his or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and it's all sad. Yeah. One of the, like... I most... watch that one all the time, because that's the second episode. <laughs> I was literally just thinking about this the other day. Like, one of the most heartbreaking lines in television that's just, like, cloaked as a joke mm. is in that episode where he's like, Jeff, you're going to play my father. And he goes, I want to be your father. And he goes, good, you already know your lines. And that's supposed to be the, like, scene-ending, go-to-commercial joke. And then you just sit with it, and you're like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then they make his dad look sweet at the end, so it's all good. But but he's probably said that before, though. Yeah, Yeah. not good. And he was the principal in Quee, I think, or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. Jane Lynch. That's his dad. <laughs> she she's she's all over the place. She's she can do it all. Got a lot of range that Jane Lynch. Uh, Have you ever seen um what's that movie that she's in? She's in lots of movies. Um, role models. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. That's one of my, that's maybe one of my favorite lines in a comedy. Which was, I don't want to be too graphic, but I used to suck the judge's dick for drugs. <laughs> She's been phenomenal in that movie. I'm the I'm I'm the guard, I'm the point guard, I'm the center, <laughs> I'm 
and I'm the other guy. I'm the whole team. I'm the whole organization. I uh, that's one of those movies that like I feel like I shouldn't talk about enjoying, but I really enjoy. It's so you know? good. It's like just on the edge of like this isn't a good movie, but I love it. You know, Sean William Scott's in it. He's so good. Yeah, our if, friend Chris is in it. If you're white, you're Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sean Anytime William Scott. Anytime I see like guy, I'm like this. Yeah, you're Chris. That's <laughs> a good movie. Dinosaurs aren't. Ex- Why do I remember so many lines from that movie? Dinosaurs aren't extinct because dinosaurs evolved into birds, and, and they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Dallas and Anaheim have one goal game with five minutes left. We got to get out and watch it. Uh, Anything else before we get out of here? Um, Stay true to yourself. Don't, you know, those haters don't listen to them. That's right. I just don't. And don't slap Chris Rock at the Oscars. Yeah. I mean, obviously don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess I, I am moving. I guess. Oh yeah, Steven's I moving. Guess, He's but, leaving, and not like, and not he moved before, but now it's to Florida. Yeah, but like, it's gonna be a Florida man. That's be a right. Florida man. But it's like I don't know. There's a part of me that's like, I'm going for a period. <laughs> you know, like to get new furniture. That's for right. Free. That's right. That's the it's a scam. In, it's baby. a pyramid scheme. Um, but no, I mean, that doesn't change anything about the podcast, except that we'll be doing it over Zoom some of the time. Some of the time, I'll be in town. We'll do it in person. Maybe even occasionally, you'll be in Jacksonville. Not for work, just to see. That's right. <laughs> but, I, we, we laugh, but for real. But, but seriously, I mean, you, won't, you won't go there. Maybe after hours, you can see, like, the layout of things. You can show like, me when no one else know, is I've around. got the code. We can get in. It's okay. I'm afraid know. some people work too much that they will actually be there. No, no. I've, I've been there many times. Times as the last person in that building so you know don't worry about it it's all good baby okay. um so yeah you know now people know about my personal life you got married the podcast is growing we're That's not right. getting better though yeah we've given we, we abandoned are, no that. we are trying we're always trying in, in small ways we're always trying That's right that's right. Oh, you know what? Let's Tweet us. Let, no, let you let us know how you think we're trying. <laughs> Tell us how we're trying you today. <laughs> One trying thing times. we do need to talk about real quick. Oh. Uh, the um, Taylor Hall elbow mm-hmm. or sucker punch. Or slap. <laughs> the Chris Rock, Taylor Hall, Will Smith slap. The second most Talked about <laughs> forearm this week. Um. I agree that should have been punished more. Mm-hmm. Let's just not pretend that people aren't outraged because it's a, 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 oh, a loose player. Yeah. player. That's all I want to say. defenseman, too. All I really want, I don't even want that. I just want the people who have power in this league and influence to be as outraged the next time when it's not a Leafs player. That's oh, yeah. all I want. Oh, there's been even dirtier sucker punches just oh, this season. for sure, but they won't. They won't, yeah, they yeah. won't tell you about them. <laughs> so, uh, folks, until next time, this is the Two Guys, One Cup podcast. Uh, shout out to Ellen DeGeneres, who couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> and, um, We're so sorry. That's right. And to Matt we'll Damon, we were time. double booked. But in any case, uh, happy April Fool's Day. Be, be safe. Be yeah. safe. Be Oof. smart. Don't fall for any scams. That Nigerian prince, he's lying to you. He's just going to take your money. He is a prince, though. It's true. He is a prince, but not personally. He's not a good person. Yeah. He's a prince, but not... I don't I don't have it. I'm just, he's a frog. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, save us. Bail. Bye. See ya. <laughs>
这里。